I'm a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. I'm wear a captain suit to the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook? How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn a, into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is in the chemistry lab. I'm on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Paulie Sibilia. I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Thursday edition of Orange Nation, which means Dan from Wildcat Sports Pub at 1230. Jim Beheim, 1 o'clock. We'll also be joined at 1.30 by Howard Denneroff, executive producer of Westwood One Sports. We'll mix in your phone calls throughout at 315-437-7644. What's up, Paulie? Not much. That Howard Denneroff one, my idea. So if it Good get, Paulie. Yeah, if it... I've bumped into him a few times in my uh, my illustrious career. Dude puts on the final four in the Super Bowl on the radio every year. And I I thought it'd be interesting to hear what it takes to get get a Super Bowl broadcast on the air, which starts at two o'clock here on ESPN radio on Super Bowl Sunday and rolls right through the night. I'm so, surprised you were able to get him before the big game. I, well, I would imagine he's pretty busy. Well, I said, Hey, you want to do it next week? He goes, no. No, <laughs> yeah. no I don't. Not next week. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it this week. And uh, I'm a little busy next week. That is a, that is a good get, though. Yeah, well, so. when you said we might have him on uh, the Friday before the game, I was like, man, isn't he, isn't he tied up the Friday <laughs> before the game? Apparently he is. But uh, it'll be good catching up with uh, Howard Denneroff Syracuse at 1.30. Also. That's right. Um, and will you participate in this interview? I would yeah. imagine you would since you booked it. Yeah. I'm inter- I'm a radio nerd. I want to find out what goes into it. Right, he he once gave that. me a tour of the setup for the Final Four, and my goodness, it's a lot. The Westwood One setup. Yeah, they yeah. took a, they took up like the whole press booth of the Superdome, where they do football games. Is that right? Yeah. So this is not a uh, this is not a small production. No. So we'll talk about that. It'll be a light a light interview to get us away from what. Florida guy too just brought up in our chat, Steve, on uh, on Q Sports Talk. I don't normally let the uh, the audience pick what we're going to talk about first, but this was on my very minimal rundown that I do for the show, and it was uh, it was you know, and I texted you about it, and uh, he's asking what do we make of Brent Axe's article about Jim Beheim's tenor in the pressers. And uh, the fact that lots of people are upset about it, Steve. You know, I I want to ask Coach about it uh, when we have him on. Oh, I'm sure it'll come up. So what did I think of it? I don't get why people still get, like, angry about it. Does that make sense? Like, it is what it is right now. Yes. We know this. It's the same as when people get mad. Is the act tired? Sure. Sure. Sure it is. But he's still the head coach. And he probably will be next year. You know? And I don't get why. Is it a good look for the university that 
Jim Beheim was on Sports Center yelling at a, a college kid? No. About a question he asked? Should it have been handled differently? Yeah, but th- it is what it is. I don't think it's necessary to be talking about it. I don't get what went over the line in this one. He's done far worse. I was I was just going to say that. Far worse just in press conferences. Was it saying that's your first question or was it I don't like your attitude? Cuz he's done far worse to people. Is it because they're not a top 25 program anymore at this point? Is that what it is? It's okay when you're winning. Then we can handle it. It could be. Steve from North Syracuse wants to see examples. Oh, my goodness. Steve, we talk about, like, can I name one off the top of my head? Yes, I can, as a matter of fact. Someone asked him a question. You know what? Why it probably didn't make a lot of news? Because dude was in the Final Four. Someone asked Coach Beheim a question at the Final Four, and he goes, is that a question or a statement? Because as a question... It sucks, and as a statement, it sucks. You know, it's, I don't know what, like, is saying you have a, not, I don't like your attitude, or that's a bad attitude. It is embarrassing for the university. Should he be doing it? No, but it's not new. This isn't new. In terms of examples, the, the one that comes to mind for me is when the, uh, the Andy Katz situation. Is it because it was a college kid? Does that make it worse? I don't know. Are you asking me? Yeah. Um, does it make it worse? Versus Andy Katz because he's a, a grown man and a professional and he can handle it? Yeah. Or is, I don't know. I, I'm with you, Paulie, in that we, we have seen worse before. And I, I think it is magnified because of the struggles of the team and where they are right now. And yeah, I, I think there's some truth to that. It's it's not a good look. No, it's not. But I don't get why this is this one is is this the straw that broke the camel's back? Because it wasn't that bad. Is it necessary for him to say things like that? No. <laughs> Should Somebody say something to him and tell him to stop doing it? Yeah. But I don't know that we should be shocked by it or outraged by it because it's Jim Beheim. He called. You want to know another example? We had the same thing during the COVID when he said that a 5'2 guy shouldn't be given. That's That's worse when you go after a guy's height because he's talking basketball. Are we just digging for story? A lot of people uh, certainly clicked on it. That's that's for sure. Yeah. This is how it should have been handled. Coach Beheim should have come out and said, Benny Williams was not at the game today. He's taking a personal day. That's all I'm saying on this matter. Now, the next question is, did Jim Beheim know the media was promised they were going to get a statement after the game? Who knows? We can ask him that.
Well, we can. He's coming up at 1 o'clock. You know what else I brought up in our little horrible rundown, Steve, that I write for you? Yeah. We're sitting here and talking about this. This is the problem. We're talking about Jim Beheim saying, I don't like your attitude to a college kid, asking him a question. There's a 19-year-old kid that missed a basketball game, and nobody, you know, people can sure say, and we're probably guilty of it. Ah, he stinks. He's not playing good. Anybody going to say, hey, is Benny Williams okay? He's 19 years old and took a personal date. Is Benny Williams okay? Is anybody going to ask that question? Well, we asked that question to Griff. Yeah. <laughs> that, that very question on, uh, what was it, Tuesday, we asked him, is Betty Williams okay? Um, you know, I had I had Jerry McNamara on our, uh, again, our TV show airs tonight, 7 to 7.30. We taped the interview, though, before I come here. So I just talked to Jerry. Uh, do we do we have the soundbite? Do you want to yes. play? Yeah. So I did ask Jerry about, uh, about Benny and, um, you know, Asked him how he's handling this week, how his teammates are handling this week, and and here's how Jerry responded. Well, he was back at practice, um, you know, business as usual. I thought he had a good day yesterday, and, um, you know, he's part of our group. He's part of our team, part of our family, and, um, you know, so from that standpoint with the guys and all that, you know, we're, he's he's back where he belongs, you know, back on the court and, um, you know, working to get ready for Saturday. So uh, he'll have another two days of good practice, and we'll hit the road and, and uh, you know, see what happens on Saturday. So there you go. Back with the team, business as usual. And um and we'll see uh we'll see how how things look on Saturday. Yeah. All right. Should it have been handled better? Yes. Yes, it should have. I don't get how this is a huge story though. And it's only got to be because they're losing. Because every if they were top twenty five, everybody would be like, "Hey, it's our Jimmy. We love him. Yeah. That's a look at the old curmudgeon." You know, I think there's some truth to that, Paulie. Thirteen and ten, as opposed to being locked into the tournament right now. This this would be a whole different story. But it is a story, and I mean the 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 Benny Williams situation is is definitely a story. You know, a guy who... It should have been asked. It should right. have been asked. Absolutely. It was the right question to ask. Right. It was handled horribly. But that's it. It's over and done with and move on. Yeah. Is the, Of all the things that have happened in Jim Beheim's tenure, is this the one? Is this the one we want him to come out and and apologize publicly for? They've gotten sanctions twice under him. I don't like your attitude. <laughs> That's it. All right. And I, am I defending Jim Beheim right now? Is that what I'm doing? No, I think you're just sharing your opinion. It's. I just think it's. Are we that desperate for a story? Thirteen. You want to get on Jim Beheim? 13 and 10 coming off a losing season. Get on him. That's not good. That's not a good record. Forwards can't rebound. Why not, coach? Why can't the forwards rebound? So, I don't know. 
So here it is, uh, what, three days later, and we're still talking about it. Yep. This has happened a few times in the last few weeks. Yeah. We'll, right. well we've, we've got him on the show, so uh, we'll see uh, if he's got anything to say on the matter. Again, that's coming up at uh, 1 o'clock. I, I looked at your uh, your well-put-together rundown. Do you want to hit a break here, and, and we'll keep talking some SU hoops on the other side? Yeah, because I want to talk about the other thing that we're always talking about next. All right. I feel like I just ranted for 12 minutes, Steve. You feel good? You feel better? No, I don't. I don't. I don't feel better about anything right now. Like, this is, it sucks. That this is what we're talking about. Yeah, it, it does. sucks that the team's thir- like I tell everybody. I grew up in this town. I'm a fan. It sucks that this team's thirteen and ten. It sucks that Benny Williams hasn't been able to figure it out. It, we're all pulling for the kid. It sucks that a kid that's come to this university and given four years and busted his ass is getting like we're still getting calls that he's not capable of playing here and he stinks. It, it, this isn't fun for anybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> This is true. This is true. All right. Uh, we'll hit a break, and uh, we'll come back, and we'll talk some Joe Girard. 315-437-7644. Back after this on ESPN. Welcome back to Orange Nation. Everybody's in a good mood today. Artist of the day, Stone Temple Pilots. Another one that didn't have a top 10 hit, Steve, but... Huge in the rock genre, as they would say. Robert DeLeo, celebrating a birthday. Original member, founder of his brother Dean and Scott Weiland. He was born in Montclair, New Jersey in 1966. Filibuster. You got the nuggets today, don't you? There you go. This one's Creep. This is going to be a good one. I like a lot of their music. Sour Girl, good song. That's their only one to even crack the top 100, Steve. Nugget, nugget, nugget. You're stalling. All right. I, w- I want to have a serious, serious discussion with this Syracuse listen, the Syracuse basketball fan. All right? We all get it. Joe Girard's terrible. Worst player ever play here. He's the reason gas prices are high. He's the reason they didn't make the tournament last year. He's the reason they're 13-10 and 10 this year. I want to take that off the table. I want a serious discussion because Joe Girard's play is not why this team is 13 and 10. 315-437-7644. What is the issue with this team? There's talent. They seem very talented. They haven't been able to win big games. They've been close. What is the actual problem with this team other than Joe Girard? What do you think, Steve? I think that if you if you look at the season as a whole, I think that they, they got off to a slow start and that, again, can be expected given how many new pieces they had. And I know people don't like to hear that. But, you know, they were going up against a lot of veteran teams early and it came back to bite them. You know, Bryant, for instance. And we talked about this at the time. It was all fourth and fifth year guys, right? Um, and your point guard got ejected. Well, and your point guard got ejected, which didn't, didn't help. Um, you know, Colgate is a very veteran team and I know people don't want to hear that. You know, early in the ACC schedule, everybody's, you know, it was, they were going up against teams that were older than them and, and they got off to a slow start. I think from, from a, a personnel standpoint, going into the year, they, they needed 
you knew what you were going to get out of Joe and Jesse. And, and Judah, I think, to some degree, we expected Judah to be good, and he has been good. And I think the question mark was, what do they have at the forward spot? Is Benny ready to take that next step? You know, who is going to be the other guy that starts? Is it going to be Chris Bell? Is it going to be Justin Taylor? They needed some of the young guys to be good and to be re- ready to come in and play right away and imp- make an impact right away. And, again, I'm not, I'm not pointing the finger at them, and you asked me what has gone wrong this year. The forwards in particular have no not delivered. Right. Been very inconsistent. And we've seen them take a step forward. Malik Brown has been very good and consistent. He's continuing to move along, and now he's in the starting lineup. And Justin Taylor, I think, has continued to get better and move along, and he's starting to get more minutes. But it's hard to play five on three. And we know that, again, given all the new faces, their their margin for error was thin as it was. And when you don't have the contributions from from that position group in particular – I think that's that's adding up to this. Now the other thing is, you know, it sometimes it 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 takes some time to learn how to win close games, and we've seen them in a bunch of close games lately, and it hasn't gone their way. Um, now, I, you know, is let me ask you another question: Do you still consider this team young? Is there a point in the first year where you're no longer a young team? Yeah, I I think that. I think that that excuse kind of goes out the window now, especially since they've been through it. I mean, we we said the other day they've. They've lost seven games decided by seven points or less. You know, five of those games were decided by five points or less. I think it, at some point, you know, that goes out the window. You've been in enough of them. You need to learn how to win those games. I did think that the execution last night was better. I mean, offensively, they executed at a very high level. They missed seven free throws, yeah. which really came back to bite them. Once again, they had an issue getting, a, you know, a defensive rebound on a possession that would have been down one with the ball with three minutes to go. Instead, you're down four with the ball three minutes to go after Kihei Clark makes that three. Even after everything that went wrong and Jesse fouls out and Jesse picks up the offensive foul, you're down two. You need a stop to get the ball back and a chance to tie the game, and, and they make a big shot. Um, you got to hit that, free throws. That was defendable. you got to make free throws. Um, you know, Little things become big things in close games, and little things are magnified. And I think we've seen little things go wrong, you know, each step of the way, and it's it's led to this. So I think between the youth, between the forwards, failing to meet expectations early in the season, again, I think that position group has gotten better, and there is some depth at that position. But I, I think between that and then, you know, individual plays and individual games that have gone against them, it's added up to thirteen and ten, and it's there's no easy fix to any of this. They got to work their way through it. Yeah, I and I don't know. I feel like they are now getting consistency out of the four spot, right? That's improved. They, they are, yeah. Unfortunately, it's not in the form of Benny Williams, but now you need someone to step up. You need your starters to be good. And and this year, three of their starters have been good for a majority of the season. I mean, everybody's had their off games yeah. here and there. But the, but Jesse, Joe, and Judah, for the most part, they have been there. And they have gotten very inconsistent play out of Benny and, and Chris Bell. And you're right. You're starting to see more consistent play out of, out of those positions. And I think Justin Taylor's helped with that. Malik Brown has certainly helped with that. Um, but... They dug themselves a hole with what happened early in the season and and early in in the ACC schedule and and here you are now where you're thirteen and ten and um, on a three game losing streak yeah and it's uh, it's not looking good at the moment four out of five 
I can keep going. A lot of math. My head's going to explode. Let's go to Wayne in the truck, Steve. Maybe Wayne's. Wayne, what do you got for us? Uh, I think the answer to your question is straight up coaching. Uh, there's all the talent in the world on this team, but we're slow to adjust. Uh, and he's stubborn. Uh, for weeks, he complained about uh, the lack of rebounding by Chris Bunch, but what did he do about it? He just, he'd leave him in the game, put him in the game, and he never made any adjustments. So, unfortunately, the biggest problem is the coaching. <laughs> well, what, so what would you what who, would you who have should done? have played over him yeah. over Bell? Well, we knew Malik Brown was a better rebounder. You could have slid Benny over to the three, tried him at the three where he's more comfortable anyway, to let Malik Brown play the power forward minutes and try to sneak Chris Bell in there as he could and uh, to work through it in other games. But I mean, if you had to have a three point shot made in a basketball game right now. Would you rather have Benny Williams shooting it or Chris Bell? Honestly, I'd rather have Joe Girard shooting it, but um, I guess I'd go with Chris Bell right now. But back then, he wasn't making them at at the clip that he is now either. Right. And, and, I mean, he got off to a slow start, and I think some of that, you know, we'll we'll go back to, you know, Buddy's first year. I mean, remember remember how bad Buddy was early in the year? And, I mean, he's he's a freshman, and I think they were giving him the opportunity to, to work through that. And, he he has gotten better. I mean, Chris Bell has gotten better. He yeah, gets I want Chris Bell on this team next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not denying that he has gotten better, but you asked what the problem was. And it, it, you remember last year, end of last year, when everything was pretty much out of reach. What did Jim do? He installed a couple. You can call them junk defenses, but he installed a couple of different defenses that actually worked. Where's that creativity this year when we needed it? Uh, they did go to that form of the zone at Virginia Tech, and it didn't go so well even when that was happening, when they did that kind of 1-3-1 look. But I think, like, and again, this is going to sound defending. Like, sure, the ultimately it's the coach's fault. He brought these kids here. He's got to win with them. But they've got it, it's a growing process also. Well, right, and I think we he had, can't go out and grab rebounds for him in the game. I think we had no early in the season, and I think we saw early in the season that there were going to be growing pains. Right, um, as young as they were, you you kind of knew what you had with Joe and Jesse, but who else was going to step up? And I think there was a lot put. I mean, I wish we could go back and play back some of our shows from the very beginning of the season or before the season started. And there was there was so much hype around Betting Williams about how he was ready to take this huge leap. And that, you know, he was going to be an X factor for this team. And it just didn't happen. And I'm not pinning this season on him at all. I'm just saying that he was a piece to the puzzle that just it it didn't pan out. And and Chris Bell was a piece to the puzzle that early in the season didn't pan out. And again, it's it in some ways it is unfair to expect a true freshman to come in here and and to be able to to play with consistency. Freshmen are inconsistent, right? And uh and I think we we've seen that. Through the first twenty three like, games, the, these kids have been up and down. Is and, it is it Jim Beheim's fault that Judah Mintz is as good as he is, or is that just luck? And is it Jim Beheim's fault that Benny Williams is as bad as he's been, right? Or is it just bad luck? You know what I'm saying? I I know exactly what you're saying. I don't get. All right, <sighs> let's get get one more phone call in this segment. We got Dom in North Carolina up next on the show. Hey, Dom. Hey guys, how are you today? I'm. I, I had to call in 
I, I have, I've had it. I do not, I've, like I've said before, I, I didn't, I moved out of Syracuse when I was two. So I have a very, I live in North Carolina now. I am tired of these Jim Beheim haters. They have no idea how good they have it. I, I live down here and I'm surrounded by Tar Heel fans, by Duke fans, NC State fans, and they all think that Jim Beheim one day will be on the Mount Rushmore of college basketball coaches. He's second all time in wins. Right. So for these morons to think that the guy can't coach and they don't now, are they having an issue with recruiting? Are they not getting the, the kids that they got twenty years ago? Yes. But I'm telling you, it is not easy. I I have, an, I have an 18-year-old kid. He went through the recruiting process with baseball. Anywhere that's cold is not easy. We went to Boston College, and they said the same thing. It is not easy recruiting kids up north unless you're Michigan, Ohio State, and like Blue Bloods. And I'm sorry, Syracuse does not have the things to offer that Ohio State has. And even they have problems in basketball. It, it, it's, this is ridiculous. Who, who are they going to hire? You guys are so smart out there, Jim Bay, I'm haters. Um, I'm sure Wildhack will come and call you to coach the team when Jim Beheim retires. You're so smart. You just know everything. I'm sorry for the rat guys. I'm just tired of this. They're, they're just spoiled brat. <laughs> All right, Tom. I, I appreciate you checking like, in. And I don't disagree with him on that, but I also, it is Jim Beheim's fault this team has struggled the past two years. It, it is. And I get that. It's just two years out of, what, 47? Yeah have not been fun. But you don't get, like, is his press conference act getting tired? Sure it is. I'm sick of it. But you don't get to second all-time in wins by luck. Like, you're not a bad coach if you're number two at on the wins list. All-time. Yes. (laughs) Like, and that's why I find it funny to like, like, is he unquestioned? Can you not question him? No, you can question him. He even answers your questions. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. This, and you know what? 13 and 10, may, we may look back at 13 and 10 right now as impressive because this, you may not want to hear this. This is pretty much a full rebuild right now. You got a kid who should be at Siena playing the two guard, you got a <laughs> freshman and, uh, point kid just basically two freshmen at the forward positions and a kid who's only been playing college basketball for a handful of years at the center position one more before we uh, get to dan all right we got mike in syracuse up next hey mike hey how's it going good how are you hey listen i agree with that i I like the previous caller um in regards to uh you know behind one of the wins i mean and for one we're the second or in the top 10 winningest programs in college basketball. And we're really spoiled. There's a lot of teams and colleges and fans that they never make the tournament. I believe it's more maturity. I believe it's more execution at the end of the games. And if you looked at the last game, I mean, it's free throws. You missed a few three throws. We could have tied and been up. So, I mean, you guys make a lot of good points. I love your show. Thank you. Paul, you'll have your own show someday, buddy. No, I'm already – Trust me, I'm not Jim Beheim. I'll be out of this business before that happens. <laughs> I'm almost, I'm almost his age, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, like I said, it's just maturity. I just believe, you know, they're they're coming together. And for one, learning that zone and applying that zone. I mean, it, it takes some time, you know. And, and the problems with the transfers, and etc. You know, what I mean, it's, it, it takes some work. 
Yeah. All right, Mike. Uh, we appreciate you checking in. I he, he's got you uh, with your own show. Is that after we hate each other and we break up? No, I'm not do- ever doing my own show. Okay. All right. That world's not ready for that. <laughs> You're not ready for that. <laughs> so, uh, CBW, quick uh, chat question. Should coaches have stuck around until they're 90 to pile up wins? Uh, he's been number two since a long time, right? Yeah. You want to get on him about something? Why did your program lose your wins? <laughs> There's a good question for you. <laughs> Why aren't you higher on that list? Oh, dear God. I'm not going to question his coaching. And next one, could you say things at the office, Paulie, you, that you could have 20 years ago? No. But is asking, is saying you got a bad attitude, is that too is that crushing right now in 2023? You can't say that? All right, let's take a break. I don't even know if Dan's here. All right, well, we'll find out. Uh, we'll hit a break. Oh, he texts me. Yeah, well, what did he say? Great radio. I'm here. Okay, he's here. <laughs> that answers our question. Dan from Wildcat Sports Pub next. Uh, Jim Bam coming up at 1 o'clock. Back after this on ESPN Radio. Welcome back to Orange Nation. Good segment with Jim Beheim. Our artist of the day is Stone Temple Pilots. This one tripping on a hole in a paper heart. A long title. Happy birthday to one of the members. Thank you. Anything Coach Beheim said you stick out there? Uh... Yeah, I think you know basically what what you said afterwards that uh, that you were right about. Yes, he didn't know yes. that a statement was promised. I think that. That makes sense. That 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 makes sense. Why he reacted the way he did, and and why that uh, that exchange ensued. Yeah, it was it wasn't a good look. I just I I don't know why that made such big news. I don't like your attitude. I don't get it. He's. I mean, it it does make the news every time he does something like that. I told I brought up the example of. Midgets don't play basketball or whatever he said. Short little people. I'll probably get in trouble for saying that. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. What? It's just, it. I don't I'm so glad I'm not in a situation where everything I do is under a microscope. Well, I was going to say, I mean, you know, you're, you're going to laugh at me here when I say, you know, like when I played. But, we like, we didn't have to deal with with this right yeah social media has changed the game right um nobody would even know he did this well i don't know if that's true but i mean it would it would be on the news or whatever i mean like that you know there are ways to find out but it would social media right social media has changed the game and and i'm talking more so about like what the student athletes have to deal with as well and you know Beheim for for that matter you know the the criticism he would hear after something like that but just the the players and like it, like it can't be easy being Benny Williams. I appreciate no. the question you asked about is he okay because and, and we did ask Griff that earlier in the week and I think we're you know you and I are on the same page here wondering the same thing when you hear a kid taking a personal day in the middle of a season with the sixth ranked team in the country in town and didn't feel like he could be there for whatever reason you worry if he's okay and I think you know I think back to you know thirty years ago or whatever and like I, I'm glad I didn't have to deal with social media in this way because. I, I can imagine it would uh, it would be very difficult if you're not living up to expectations. Yeah, imagine what Joe Girard sees. Yeah, 
It can't be easy. Like it can't be easy. I mean, they say people say terrible things about me on there, but I I, I feed off it. Well, and we're I love it, and we're adults. Well, at least I'm age by age. <laughs> so it's I mean it's it's got to be tough for these kids to uh, to deal with it day in and day out. And you know, the, listen, their their win loss record isn't what they want it to be, and. You know, it, right. it's got it's got to be it's got to be wearing on them. I want to explain something to Steve in North Syracuse. He said, "I've heard Coach make statements about the status of his players in the opening statement many times. He probably did that because there's somebody at the university that gives him the statement to say. What happened here was Benny wasn't in warmups. I don't think anybody went to coach during warmups when he's getting ready for a game and said, "Hey, you got to give a statement about Benny." after the game, and then it was never made clear to him after. When he gives a statement, he's probably been made aware that he needs to make a statement, which I think furthers the reason, like, makes it the excuse more logical, right? Where Steve is saying, I've seen him make statements before. Yeah, I think if he, I think if he knew that a, a statement was expected, I think he would have led off the press conference. We talked about this on Tuesday. It should have been made before the game started. Benny's on a personal right, day. and if it wasn't, then just lead with it at the press conference, and then it's over and done with. Um, but he, he didn't know that that was expected, and so I, again, I I do think that that explains the exchange, right? And that was my first guess as to what went wrong. And you were right, Paulie. Look at that. Every once in a while, just like you were right, Clemson sucks. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't you, say that. You came at me immediately as like, no, like I. Well, you were like, "What are we going to talk you about?" Know what, you know what? I'm going to use the, what Jim Payham just said. I've been the same guy <laughs> for 50 years. I am who I am. I'm a jerk. Everybody gets that. You were a jerk yesterday. You just came at me with no like. We're not going to know how good Clemson is until they actually play those games. But right, all I'm saying is right now the record says they're the best. And I told you that. They're not. They're not the best. We'll find out. So they're pretty good, but they're not the best. And I think we found out. All right, let's get one uh, one call in here before we, we get to our next guest. We've got Scooter and Jamesville up next. Hey, Scooter. Hey, guys. Uh, actually, maybe Pittsburgh might be the best team in the league. They I mean, could they be. They beat Miami. They beat Carolina twice. And Don't the ironic part is when you hear Coach Bayheim talk about Pittsburgh might be last. Well, look at the roster compared to last year. And that's what that's what the landscape of basketball is. You, you, you don't know year to year, and I'm kind of wondering, you know, with you guys talking about the zone, it takes time. Well, there isn't there isn't any more time anymore. It, you know, players come and go. I mean, look at last year, what we had compared to this year, and if you look at other teams, other teams are young too. I think Purdue's got two freshmen. Uh, in in the backcourt, if you look at what the roster was last year, and they're starting five compared to this year, and that's you know that's basketball now, and we're going to find out how much Benny Williams is getting. He's probably going to get in the INL because I just can't believe that Benny Williams and Malik Brown are both going to be on the team next year because they both play the same position. They're both young, and that's that's basketball. That's the landscape. It's not just making a comment about Syracuse, but that's the way it is. If you've got two young players playing the same position, probably one's going. And unless they're making a lot of money by staying. So that's basketball now, and that's the toughest thing. If, we, if it takes time to learn the zone, 
But who's who's going to be around the learning zone? And maybe you know, maybe that was the biggest thing where we were told they're going to play a lot of man to man. Well, that Virginia Tech game—if you're ever going to play man to man, the Virginia Tech game would have been would have been the game because they were just so wide open. It got to be a point where, like I said, it's almost like they're lining up, Bob, sort of, sort of like Polly's two foot putts. They were just lining up and they had time. And you know that's one thing that's going to be interesting down the road is these players won't be around to develop the, to play the zone. One of the two will be here, right, Steve? I would think so. I mean, why, why would Malik leave? He's played 40 minutes. Yeah, and in the NIL deals may come to him. Yeah. We, I also hate, I, I don't know if there's a way to do it. Like, I hate when, I hate that the public knows who has NIL deals. A, is that a weird thing? It is a weird thing. It's a, it's, like, it's different now. Because, right? like, when it comes out in Syracuse.com, like, I, I know Syracuse.com is just doing their job and they should report it. It's just if I'm a player on the team and one dude's getting an NIL deal and the other dude's not, like, my logical argument is not why is Benny Williams getting one, but then I look in the paper and I'm Malik Brown and I see John Bola Jocks getting one. Right. I'm like, what the hell? I want some of that. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll get some of that. Hopefully. That's how it works. Yeah, hopefully. yeah, hopefully. Right. It's just, it's weird. It'd be like people in the office talking about how how much they how make. How much they make, right. Yeah. yeah. And like you find out that it never it never goes good, right? Because you find out somebody right. I found out how much you make, and I'm gonna. I, I want that. You yeah, know? right. I want. I want Paulie's. Yeah, salary. I'm trying to figure out how Steve can afford a Tesla. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but right. Yes, uh, like, you are. And uh, you're 100 right. I get why it has to be reported on. It just is weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it can't it, be a great dynamic. Yeah. Not, I'm not just here. I'm just saying Any, anywhere. Every school. Right. Every, every, every school place is being reported on. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, like, uh, Benny's got one, because I hear him on the commercials. Yeah. You know? So he's got one. Jesse, like, the, the soccer team's going to run into this issue. They recruit a lot of players from overseas. Jesse can't get one because he's got a visa and not a work visa. Yeah. Right. They got to fix that, too. Good point. A lot of things that need to be fixed. We don't want to. We don't want to keep your uh, your friend waiting, though. Oh man, I Howard Denneroff, Westwood Sports, Westwood One Sports, coming up next on ESPN Radio.